everyone. Welcome to Project Rusty, the show where we take a break from playing video games to play with the news. I'm Robert, and I'm joined here by Austin. Hey, nice opening, Robert. How dare you? And Mike. Hey, what's up? <laughs> and you know what it is we do here every week? We come together and talk about the weird shenanigans that happens in the games industry. And I want to throw one out to you all that this is just wild to me. You all know about this uh, whole Ubisoft thing happening where uh, Breakpoint didn't quite meet expectations, so they've delayed a bunch of games from next year so they can mm. address things. Yeah, shocker that uh, Breakpoint didn't turn out well. It looked like the yeah. most generic game ever. <laughs> yeah, who would have guessed that a game that I had to struggle to remember what the thing, the word after Ghost Recon is would not be great. It's that game with um, Shane from The Walking Dead. That's like basically all you can say about it. That's all I know about it and all I care about it. So the wildest thing, I mean, there are a lot of wild things about this story. And I do want to say off the top, I commend Yves Guillermo and all of Ubisoft for taking the high road here and delaying all their games. I think that's that's the smart thing to do. It's a hit right now. Like, I don't know if you guys saw, but their stocks went pretty badly down. But Mm. I think this will help their public image next year. Right. Um, you know how they were like fighting off Vivendi um, from buying their stocks, right? Mm. I-, I wonder if um, like, are they gonna swoop in now? I don't really know how it works, but if their stock is cheap, then like, what's to stop them from buying more and taking over Ubisoft? Yeah, it's all about knowing your stocks, right? Stonks. But the the part of the story I want to highlight specifically is that during a uh, like a, a meeting with investors, Guillermo said that don't worry, we're still making a lot of money and none of that revenue includes any money we made off of pay to win microtransactions. Because, quote, we have no pay to win elements in our games. And what we can say there is that this is the philosophy we have for all of our games, but it has to be linked to more events, more content for players to play longer. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> couldn't you buy, like, everything in um, Ghost Recon recently? And let's not even start with Rainbow Six Siege, where you can buy, like, new characters, right? Yeah. Yeah. So with Rainbow Six Siege, I think that's the one that gets most. Like, if there's any of them that's going to get a pass, it's Siege because it's the cheapest game. Definitely built off a mostly like uh, free to play, pay to win model. Or you know what I mean? Like as a freemium. Sure. It's like ten bucks on Steam sometimes. Yeah. But then you come into like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And they're like, oh, what's that? Leveling up takes forever. Just throw us 10 more dollars. We'll make your you get double the XP. And sure, that's not pay to win. But that's still pay to make the game feel better and play better. And I can get to the end and beat it easier. It's basically pay to win faster. Yeah. And it's just so callous because for one to make your defense be don't worry guys we don't have pay to win elements is like it's it's like you don't get the point of the issue you know it's not necessarily that you have pay to win elements but it's more so that you have a ton of microtransactions period plus like guys your game sucks come on that's bad 
Yeah, I it's it's like saying, you know, oh, we've arrested you on account of all of these crimes, like all 400 of these individual crimes you've done. And your defense is at least it was a murder. <laughs> you know, <laughs> just because it's not the worst kind of microtransaction doesn't mean that it's OK to have the rest of the microtransactions. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I honestly can't even think of what upcoming games they have. Can you? There's Gods and Monsters. There's oh, right. Uh, I don't know how you remember that. There's Quarantine, another Ghost Recon thing. What? And yeah, Ghost Recon Quarantine. And there's uh, Watch Dogs Legion. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Watch Dogs is the only one that I can remember. Didn't know anything about Quarantine. I don't know how I missed that. Don't worry. No one knows anything about Quarantine right now. (laughs) There was just like that little trailer at E3 and that's that's it. Well, that's probably why I missed it, because for some reason at E3, I felt like I missed more stuff than I did if I were at home. Yeah, well, we also didn't go to the Ubisoft conference, right? I still haven't watched that. It's okay. Look, I I watched a bit of it. They had three back to back Ghost Recon things, maybe even four. It's like there was more stuff about Siege, I want to say, and then Quarantine and then that dumb mobile game Delta Force and then Breakpoint. Mm. All under the Ghost Recon name. Did they have Just Dance there, though? I want to say yes. But it might I, just be PTSD. I was about to say, I don't remember. <laughs> Tell yeah. me Mr. Caffeine was there. Oh, God. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Like, I want to like Ubisoft, because when they do a game well, it's good. You know, like, I would say Assassin's Creed Odyssey was maybe their last really good game. Didn't come out too long ago. Yeah. Well, then you have Trials Rising. You have Ghost Recon Breakpoint, Division 2. That's a lot for a big publisher. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just I just find this funny that like Don't worry guys, we don't have the worst microtransactions. It's fine. Your investments are safe with us. At least we're not EA. <laughs> Which EA is kind of getting some good credit now. It's weird. This okay. Is a weird world. At least we're not Activision Blizzard. At least we're not Bethesda. Oh, God. You know what? Actually, I'm just going to hijack this. I don't care who you were going to. My story is about Bethesda. All right. I was hoping someone would bring Uh, it up. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, Fallout 76 is already a shit show. But um, if you want to pay more to enjoy the shit show, you can pay $99 a year or $12.99 a month for a membership that'll grant you some perks in Fallout 76. Yet they swear this game is not an MMO, guys. It's not, all right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, it has uh, a membership. So if you pay, as I said, $12.99 a month or the abysmal $100 a year, you get a private world. Woo. You get... Unlimited storage for crafting components. You get some stupid ass tent or something. Uh, you get some atoms to spend on shitty cosmetics and some more cosmetics. And yay, that's sounds like a great deal. I just like, do they know? Do, do they know 
that even Fallout 4 is a private server, like in a way, is its own private server. You get to play it solo for $60. Yeah. And it's a better game than 76, too, so. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I that's, not, that's not too hard. Like, usually when you pay a subscription model, that's for MMOs, right? To play online with other people. I guess Todd is doing an innovative thing where they release <laughs> they release a game that's meant to be played with a bunch of people and has done so for about a year now, and now you can subscribe to not play with people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in a way, they're trailblazers. I, I, how did they see that this was a good idea, though? Like, did they think, oh, yes, people are going to love this? It, it just it adds into that reputation again, and also, it came at a terrible time for them, or maybe a good time because they thought that people who were considering the Outer Worlds would actually just play this, but they announced it like pretty much as the Outer Worlds came out. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, you know, some people think that it's somehow connected to Fallout. That's how similar they are, but, you know. Without getting too nitty gritty, that our worlds does everything that Bethesda doesn't do good. You know, I just want to say I hate all these comparisons that the outer world is getting the fallout. Like, yes, the gameplay comparisons are very obvious. I mean, but it's people are yeah. making it. Yeah, but They're the thing that bothers me is there are people who are saying outer worlds only looks as good as it does because fallout is so bad right now it's like no bullshit no it's <laughs> like, just a good game yeah outer world's gonna come out in a vacuum everyone would be like this is a good rpg because it is it's very well built very well written the mechanics work wonderfully but there's like there's just this group of people because everyone has to hate something on the internet right there's this group of people that are just like yeah but you only like the journalists only like it because they hate Fallout right now. Because Fallout bad. Dude. You know, I wonder, like, um, what's the public perception of it going to be in, like, I don't know, a year? People hate Skyrim for some reason now. Although I think it's still a wonderful game. I think um, it's, it's more they hate the way Skyrim's been treated. Because it's been ported to, like, everything to the point where it's a joke. Yeah... There's even some people who hate on The Witcher 3 for whatever reason. I mean, yeah, everyone's going to game. If something's popular and people love it, people are going to hate it just for that fact. Yeah. yeah. Like, but let me just, just say, there's one yeah. thing everybody can hate, and that is Fallout First, this stupid subscription service. Yeah, it's really dumb. And I one thing that really stood out to me with this announcement is that like we just illustrated from the other side of the fence, no matter how much people hate something, there are going to be people who really like it and are fans till they die. Right. Um, that's how probably a lot of people are feeling walking into star Wars episode nine right now. But, uh, Wait, what? It's out? <laughs> no, it's not out yet. Right. But, right. um, uh, what was I saying? The, I always just assume, yes, fallout 76 looks bad to a ton of people general perception is it's bad but there's got to be that nice group of people that tight-knit community that survives on this game right anthem has the same thing 
Fallout 76 has the same thing as well. It's on Reddit. There's like a Reddit community for Fallout 76 people. Even they're pissed about <laughs> Fallout first. There have been <laughs> yeah. so many posts on that subreddit that are like, Bethesda, you done fucked up when the only community on the internet who still likes your goddamn game hates it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give fans what they want behind a ridiculous uh, paywall, essentially. Yeah. Uh, Fallout man, just Bethesda is doing some dumb, dumb shit, and it's a shame to see them fall like this. It really is. Going back to a point we made, um, I just looked at the Fallout seventy six subreddit, and one of their sticky posts is, "No, the Outer Worlds is not directly related to Fallout seventy six. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Exactly. Let let Outer Worlds stand on its own. You know, because it can. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just extra salty because I've seen people who hate the outer worlds just because it has SJW liberal agenda in it. And I'm like, really? You know, I haven't actually seen anybody say that, thankfully. I've seen it on some YouTube uh, videos at this point. And I'm just like, <sighs> uh, really? Mike, what have you brought to the table? All right, I'm going to steer this conversation way out of the way now. Good. <laughs> uh, you know how a couple months ago we talked about Charizard card selling for a few thousand dollars? Mm-hmm. A Charizard card, yeah. Yeah, um, that just got blown way out of the water by a rare card that just sold recently. Oh, boy. You guys want to guess how much this card sold for? $7. to 6 million. Okay, you're going a little too crazy. Um, (laughs) Dude, this is the card we're talking about, not the fucking uh, Mona Lisa. Hey, money is just paper too, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Money is just the ultimate collector (laughs) collectible card. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway yeah this car sold for $195,000 I mean shit that's, that's more to than buy seven. a house yeah that, that's what I was about to say to put this into perspective that can buy you a small house in some states yeah, yeah. I mean that could buy you a big house in like the middle of Ohio it yeah. could buy you a big house in North Carolina not in California though no, in California, it'd be enough for a cardboard box. Yeah, maybe. Uh, if you're lucky. A, a cardboard duplex. Eh, yeah. Okay. Then you can rent out the other side of the cardboard for an Airbnb and make some money off the side. <laughs> <laughs> but Jesus, $195,000. Yes. Um, what was the card? It's called the Illustrator. Um, only 39 of them were handed out to people. Hmm. So very limited. Yeah. Interesting. It's like the Black Lotus of Pokemon. Ooh, Pretty much, yeah. Spooky. Man, I don't know that. I, I will never understand it personally. Like on a personal level, I don't think I could ever pay that much money for something unless it's like a house, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or like a really nice 
No, I don't think I don't think I'd even pay that much for a car. This could buy you a few cars. Yeah. You know what? Like, I think it's just kind of cool that somebody with one hundred ninety-five thousand dollars can buy a Pokemon card. Like they're they're into Pokemon, you know. Yeah. They're they they're probably like some multi-million. Well, they have to be. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Maybe no, they they sold their house and everything they owned, so just like, buy this card. Yeah, alternatively, they're just like all of my life savings. I've converted <laughs> it into one little card. And and as he continues, he starts scrunching over and his voice just my precious. Oh know? god. <laughs> he slowly turns into Gollum. What do I have in my pocket? The illustrator. <laughs> Sorry, that was a lame joke. It was a really bad one, and you should feel bad for it. I do feel bad. I feel horrible for laughing at it. You should. And like, I just I want to be in a room when things like this happen because I I just feel like there should be there a lot of emotions going on there. Like, I feel like there'd be a good mix of some people who understand the gravitas of the situation and are like, oh my god, this is like a legendary moment in Pokemon card collecting history. And there's just going to be like one or two people, maybe like, you know, some dudes brought their significant other or something. And they're just going to be like, the fuck is that? What the fuck? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, you could buy a truck with that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You could buy a supercar, but no, you bought a damn stupid Pikachu card. You know, if you had $195,000 and you blew it on one item, what would it be? Uh, Fucking house, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it had to be. Oh, but for this man. Yeah, you guys are fools. Because clearly the right answer was the Pokemon card, the illustrator. Obviously, yeah. you fools. Yeah, this guy's got life figured out. He does. Dude, he does. All right. He is. It's, it's pocket change. Uh, I think that that brings us to a close here on this week's Project Rusty. Austin, do you have anything you want to leave the folks with? Follow me on Twitter at Platysaur, P L A T Y S A U R. Okay, Mike. Uh... Same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i guess you know you could find me on twitter and you could also check out my other podcast i do called Tadima. uh we're getting pretty big on youtube it's exciting it's fun stuff check that out if you want um otherwise yeah that brings us to an end here see ya Bye. See you.